kwasuka sukela Drama kwathi ke kaloku ngantsombi Oral tradition kwasuka sukela Cosi Unorthodox kwathi ke kaloku ngantsombi Cosi Nostalgia <laughs> Welcome to another episode. Actually, it's the first episode of It's Story Time. Today, I have a guest all the way in PE in Port Elizabeth. And her name is Esona Madigwa, who is a two-time Rhodes graduate <laughs> in African languages, or should I say African literature, guys. Majored in psych and Iskosa, and now she's pursuing a PGCE, a teacher. Basically, I'm talking to a teacher today. Welcome, Estona. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, this is a very lovely opportunity, and I'm so glad we are part of this podcast. When I tell you the word, the word storytelling what do you think of or how can you define it storytelling for me is educational it is sort of like an archive it's it's storytelling is living memory let me put it like that it's living memory of whatever it is that is the story and you telling it it, it gives I don't want to say history, but it gives events life. That's true. It's so it's amazing you say that because storytelling can be anything. Like mm, storytelling it can is be very anything. it's very broad. We just like Tina as Abandu, we just like to pin it down to one thing, but it's a very broad concept. Quite broad, quite broad, because I mean, you can tell any kind of story, and there are many stories to tell. It's like it is, it is quite broad. <laughs> mm. So, I'm gonna start off by saying, Were you told stories as a child? I was told stories as a child, um, quite a lot, but I must say, many of them weren't in the typical setting of insomi or being told a story by like maybe my grandmother or that's that's kind of you know typical child listening to a story or a bedtime story it was never a typical it wasn't always let me rather say that that setting but i was definitely told stories right through my childhood but this goes back to what I was saying right now, that storytelling is very broad in the sense that we always want mm. to make it seem like storytelling is only storytelling when it's told. Yes, yes, or it's yes. once upon a time or whatever. But storytelling happens in our everyday life. It doesn't have to be in a certain environment with a specific person i mean the most remember the most memorable stories are told in the most weirdest way in the most weirdest environments and those are the one that sticks truly <laughs> that is quite true exactly so who was telling you these stories asona 
mostly people who were much older than myself at the time. But one person who stood out for me was definitely a cousin of mine. She basically opened up my eyes to, she opened up my imagination. Let me put it that way. She opened up your imagination in terms of like storytelling or in terms of like having an open mind about things to learn from the world or she opened my imagination i mean as as a child you know um fantasy worlds and things that don't exist and being able to like conceptualize things you know you'll never see with with your own two eyes she she opened up the world of of fantasy for me as a child she made me also understand the the different techniques that should be there when someone is telling a story you know simple things like changing voices and you know just telling a story in a very exciting manner that makes you as the listener want to listen and like adding intrigue you know to a simple silly story and making it sound like the funniest thing under the sun so she 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 definitely opened up my imagination in terms of that. Do you think as kids, when we are told stories, ne, there were certain parts that were censored or kind of with storytelling, they kind of created a safe space for us to be in as kids. And that somehow can be disadvantaged disadvantageous to us as we grow up because we grow up with this mentality of life is a fantasy you know you can get what you want you know and those things look um definitely if 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 you put it like that most certainly because i mean the the typical happy ending that occurs in in stories most especially children's stories um, you find that as you grow older, it's, it's quite tough to conceptualize the fact that life will not always have those happy endings and, and where the princess marries Prince Charming and they live happily ever after. But I, I, I don't think it's too much of a bad thing, mm. you know? I, okay, I agree to disagree, right? I have this, I don't know, analogy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if I should say analogy or not. But I have okay. this analogy that <laughs> <laughs> stories are being censored too much for kids. That when we are adults, for example, I'm going to make this example of when you grow up in a family, right? You grow up in a family, your parents, if your parents are present, your siblings, if your siblings are present, your cousins, right? We live in a house, all of us, right? Mm -hmm. And we are being told stories. So now it becomes a routine. You know, Ekaya, at this time and this time, Ubani Nobani, you know, Uzaobalisa, right? Those, they, um, I also see Mm -hmm. it as parents. Um, um, trying to hide cracks within families by, you know, creating this world, this fantasy world to protect us. And as we grow up, we realize, but 
uko ubani nobani they don't actually get along ubani nobani they actually you know and you just like ibo yeah you were telling us stories what was happening do you get what i'm saying look i i i do i do i do hear your point because also um you could easily say that in the example of the story about cinderella you could easily say that cinderella and you know the fairy godmother that gave her magic shoes and 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 made that night possible for her could easily be you know Mm. but i guess it's it's the perspective i'm i'm choosing when it comes to this (laughs) because i mean stories allow (laughs) stories allow children to be informed about certain things that maybe are a bit too sensitive but in a creative way where they can also see themselves older understanding that no man but this story is the message behind that story is relevant now that i'm older but obviously for for you know a child's sensitive mind i i want to say but that's the thing esona that i'm trying to 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 kind of make you understand here is that we must tell stories ne? and we must not choose bana umtana can't take this much um kuko a lecturer okay. at your university called unadima who is who teaches um i think what is it new phase what is it what the phase of kids i don't know what it's what do you mean like in terms of school yes primary phase is it primary phase or it's it's the foundation phase foundation phase yes she teaches foundation phase mm. and when i was doing my documentary that inspired this podcast um she mentioned something that sticked with me right okay. she mentions that tina as abandu we tell kids stories and we censor them but we don't know what will stick with the child because abanduana they choose they have the capacity to choose what relates to them more because you can tell them as much stories as you want but there will always be that one story that sticks with the child do you get what i'm saying so if you're censoring it then you're taking away the opportunity for a child to relate to something but i mean that's that's where you know um the aspect of of now discussing the story just after you've you've told it to a child because you can ask a child, what have you learned from the story? And when you hear the child not really grasping the concept, then you can easily quite gently or more vigorously, if need be, steer them into the right direction, you know? Um, after the whole pela pela me, a simple conversation with a child of, now 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 what did this teach you or what did you learn from the story which is quite common um i know it's not something that only occurs in a classroom but any responsible storyteller who tells stories for children must have that conversation to also understand the thinking of that particular child or you know sometimes you could find that a child actually grasps something that you as the adult could not even see yourself 
you know um, so true. i think that's that's true. It's it's amazing you say that because it leads me to my next question, right? What would you say is the importance <laughs> of storytelling? The importance of telling stories, not only to Abandwana, but to adults as well, because even as adults, we need storytelling to learn because we can never stop learning, right? I mean, you're saying that because I was just in conflict with myself in my head trying to choose what is more important between the education or the entertainment behind a story because i think stories are fundamentally for those two reasons either or actually both to learn something from it and to entertain yourself mm. so yeah you just said it now learning <laughs> i think learning is very important aspect of telling stories but not only learning because stories build a relationship because essentially storytelling is communication if i have a friend it and it's storytelling <laughs> and that somehow you know we kind of building a relation through that storytelling or engagement or communication you know so it's not only like learning. It's also about building relations. Oh, I'm sorry. Now I'm, I feel like <laughs> I'm cutting your, your opinion, but I'm just adding on to it. <laughs> not at all. Look, you've just reminded me of how... Have you ever experienced being in a taxi where two people are having a conversation and the one person is telling the other person about whatever that had transpired before. And you'd find that it starts out as a conversation between two people, but along the way, you'll find that the whole entire taxi is chipping in and having the time of their lives <laughs> yes. within that conversation that was not entirely for them. So that is quite true. It, 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 stories do build connections between people. Mm, that's so true so in terms of indomi right because you did um mm -hmm. african languages or african literature right can you tell us a little bit or can you speak a little bit on the history of indomi and you know the essence of indomi to be quite specific i do want to say that in Tsomi are not exclusive to any um, tribe or group of people anywhere in the world. In Tsomi are one of the modes of education and entertainment that have been used during the course of all of time. From my knowledge and um, my own personal experience of Intomi. What essentially comes into play is someone educating or empowering someone else with knowledge they might have not been exposed to before that very moment. Whether it is, you know, making someone else aware of a social injustice that has occurred or to simply put a smile on their face now literature in general 
is it's a reflection of society and whatever happens in society you will find that there is a story or in me that relates to it be it political issues be it social issues like um you know rape culture femicide you name it there is in me about it whether it's even concepts that a lot of people think are concepts that have just now become a part of discussion or popular to be talked about like you know sexuality gender identification all of those things they are in me that are very ancient that discuss those very same issues and i think now coming back to the whole sensitizing issue you know um it's 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 a bit difficult to discuss gender identity with a four-year-old, you know? Mm. It's quite, I feel like it would be very uncomfortable talking about rape to a five-year-old. Now, Insomi enabled old people or adults, let me say, to discuss very, very difficult topics with very young children. So. Yo, Insomi, I could, I could, we could talk until kingdom come. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very, it's very nice you say that, um, that Insomi are used to, um, to mirror society in terms of the things that they happen in society and they are told by storytelling, right? But I also think that when we look at how society is evolving now, right? storytelling is changing Mm -hmm. it's evolving right so the way that we story tell is not the same way that um we story told or were story told um five years ago right in the sense that kids are now exposed to a lot of things at a very young age so you can't even try Mm -hmm. and create that fantasy world or magical world for kids because they're going to be like i we already know about that what more do you want us to know what are you trying to tell us you know so essentially what i'm what Mm -hmm. i want to get at is that do you think that in or storytelling can still be made to be magical and euphoric yes euphoric for kids even though they have all these information that they are exposed to and how can we go about it as abazali as friends as future teachers you know as future storytellers how can we go about it in your opinion in my opinion there's a very big gap between sharing information and giving me information that I will never forget in a way that I will never forget. You can, you can read an article in the newspaper or hear people talking about someone getting robbed. But if someone tells you that story in a way that you can relate to it, in a way that has you wanting to hear more stories, even though maybe it wasn't really a good story maybe it wasn't a story with a happy ending but the delivery of that story can change the way that you 
listen, the way that you engage with that information, you know? So I feel like apart from just empowering children with knowledge that, or information that is, you can, I mean, you can tell them something that they really do need to know in this day and age, but tell it in such a way that it will make them want to tell their friends. It will make them want to never ever forget the way that they felt when that information was being passed to them. I think that is the big gap that insult me and, and storytelling can come into. I mean, in this day and age, you don't have to just simply imagine and you know these creatures that don't exist now these days they can definitely be you know an animated um story of you know how these things could possibly look you know pictures in storybooks um movies that are like cartoons you know that type of thing i mean there's, there's, there's a lot you can do with a simple intomi and, and making sure that it's special to every single child who has the privilege and the honor to experience it for themselves. What I'm gathering from what she's saying is that intomi has theatrics. I don't want to say theatrics, but this is the word that comes to mind right now. Definitely. <laughs> it has theatrics that you know um i don't i don't know how do i put this insomi has theatrics that attract you don't abantwana it into, does. into relating to stories and enjoying stories right yes my my lecturer used to say you don't tell insomi you perform it so it's 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 very theatrical. You're very you're very right for saying that. Mm. It's 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 nice you say this because I was having a conversation with um artists about storytelling in theater, and they were saying that when you look at storytelling in theater, you don't tell a story, you show a story, you mirror a story to the audience. Mm. Abandona. And with that, you take people from, you take them away from their comfort zone and you put them in the world where they can see that, you know, this is what the society is going through. It goes back to that point you made about literature is, is a reflection of what is happening in society. That's very true. That's very true. Take away that script of a cast performing a play and all you're left with is a narrator Mm. so that narrator basically essentially acts out everything that every character in in insomi says and does if someone is running and they are running extremely fast now you're not going to run from grams down to pe to show the people you are telling linsomi to but you're going to use your words and you're going to use gestures and your facial expressions to 
really make them understand the action that is being done in so many. So I, I, I do, I do really relate to that. Now let's talk about your favorite Insomi. Um, who was telling <laughs> you this Insomi? <laughs> How were they telling you the story? Uh, when did you realize that you can actually relate to the story that is being told to you? And yeah, yeah, this this um Insomi. I I do want to say, um changed my life more than i i want to admit um i think oh well it was it was a siswam sis unati my cousin who told me um this for me we were in bed in my room she was sleeping over at home and you know i was a bit restless not falling asleep so you know, to try, I think to try and get me to feel a bit tired, <laughs> she, um, she decided to tell me Lintomi. And funny enough, that Lintomi did not put me to sleep. It took three other Lintomis to get me <laughs> to fall asleep because I think the way in which she was, she was telling is Lintomi, it was, it was actually magnificent. You would have never thought that um, the person who was telling me Lutomi was literally lying on their back in a cozy and comfortable bed. You know, it was mm. very theatrical. It was, yeah, even the characters in that um, Lutomi, I, I sort of relate to. And I mean, the lesson behind it is is to to work hard and to not give up and to always do your very best for your family, which I think are uh, lessons that, you know, anyone can relate to. So, yeah. I, I, I <laughs> Also, one of the main characters, Glenn Somi, is a last born little girl. And I am a last born. And <laughs> at some oh. point in my life, I was that little girl at home. <laughs> yeah, last so, born. you know, I maybe... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man. That that was a very nice experience. Okay, if you would, if you were to tell or to retell us, Lin Tomi, in three minutes, how would you go about telling? Yo. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> in three minutes. Yes. Yo, that is so constraining. That is very constraining. I would say, I, I, I wouldn't be able to retell it. I would just be able to summarize what it's about. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, let's do this. What you Ngutata, umama, nabandwa nababo abalishumi. Genwa ya ntokolo, ababe pila panzi kwayo. Kutata wanyanzeleka, afumane umsebenzi. Wifama egu kakhulu kulu. Lefama ke, indelea iku teka kulu ngayo. 
utata wayefneka abe intsuku zite zibe mbini. Ate abe kantu uyafika kunofama. Entele nike eya kunofama utata wayefuma na inda uyokulala kwa makulu. Kotwa umakulu enabo ubukaitepa. Inga kelekanga kenendo yokuba ubeko umakulu omtala kakulu oshala yetu. Utata ke uhaya amba alale kwa makulu avuke kisayasa apinda amba yokufika kemuku efamu. Wayasewenza ke utata ituba elide efama kute kuwe kanti umlungu wake uya mkulula ukuba makakotuke unenomfuso wake. Utata ke matatu ama jeli apo akotukileyo evuziwe ngumlungu wake. Uko kala utata wakotuka nekusha yomlingu. Lekusha ke utata waikatuselwa ngumlungu wake ukuba Enda weni yokuba iche isele amanzi, iti ya ukriba. Izi kulule lekusha. Ya inga aji, ya inga seli. Kwa lekusha, ya ipuma imali. Utatake wakotuka elitwa ile ikusha yake, evuya kakulu. Uba uza kuzisa, indo eza ututa intupego yekaya laki. Ukritileke utata kwa makulu njalo. Jenge strelo, waboli, wabali sela umakulu ngale kusha ya kiyo mlingo. Utatake ukotukile ngengo mso, etinga uza ubonisa usapolu wake lomlingo wale kusha. Bacho na bobonu wabe, bango nwabinje kukubabe bonu utata wabobe mkwele kutala. Kotwa kuba, uko into utata aipeteyo eza kubanyeta. Utatake ufunile ukubonisa usapolu wake lomlingo, waibeta ikusha, ngesapo kwesa kenje mbabe kuchiwo umlungu ebe mialele uba maga, magenze ngolo shangukuzi ipumele mali, kotwa ayapuma imali. Luwakta anake usapolu wake lonke, uba lulindele umlingo, oluza upume kusheni, suke ikusha, ikale, ipume pande, isuke iche inga, isuke isele amanzi. Tatake uhambile, wapindele msebenzi njenge strelo. Walala ke kwa makulu, wate wapinda wafuka wawuya msebenzi. Upangele ke utatake kwa shalite, esebenza nzima. Umlungu kule ikem, wamnika itafile, na ayo itafile yomlingu. Utatake njenge strelo, fike kwa makulu, wabonisu makulu lomlingu wale itafile. Itafile oti kwa usiti, dek, dek, itafile upumukuja, apa kuyo. Walala kutata, wavuka kusasa, wakua itafile yake, wasingisa ekaya. Fikileke utata, enama bongo, oba usapolu wakeluza ulala lufuti. Oh, kukutana kukatata, akuti, dek, dek, itafile, sugekunga pumi kwa kucha, itafile wakonake lupoka kile usapolu katata, uba umlingo ubeli nelewe umakange uvele. Pindileke utata akachafa wabuyela efama eyo kusebenze la usapolu waki. Uleke ikemu utata akange anikwe kusha, akange anikwe tafile. Kwa utwa umlungu wake wamnika induko na ayo 
eyindi kunje yomlingo akamxelela ngake ukuba lo umlingo ulapha kweliqhutu umlingo onjani na kodwa umxelele ukuba uvuswa njani aphinde athotywe ngoluphini uhlobo utata ke kwakhona uhambile waya kwamakhulu waphinda waxelela umakhulu ngomlingo kodwa wanokuhlakanipha kweli ijeli akaxela ukuba umlingo lo uyintoni kwaye uvalwa ngoluphini uhlobo uthe elele enjalo utata wothuswa ngumakhulu ekhala usivile ngolo hlobo ke isililo sikamakhulu xa efika uma akhulu induku yambetha kanti lonke elixesha umakhulu uba izinto zikatata azitshintshe nezakhi kulendlu ikhala umakhulu nansi itafile nansi igusha udada waphoxakala kakhulu watsho ngelizwi elikhulu qhutu qhutu valeka njengoko indlela yokugcima umlingo weqhutu wathatha igusha yakhe wathatha itafile yakhe wazicwaya wabamba iqhutu lakhe wasingisa ekhaya xa efika ke ngale imini noko usapho lwakhe belungavuyanga kakhulu uthe ebacenga ukuba mabaze kudla naye abavuma kodwa umntwana wakhe wogqibela oyintombazana wanosizi utata wakhe wavuma ukuba atshe naye uthilo ke ngamabongo kodwa inhliziyo yakhe ibuhlungu wathi dedetafile oh kwaphuma ukutya okunuka kanandi kwatiwa ke ngutata nentombi yakhe encinci atya batya bahluta okunye ukutya bosula ngakwenhloko kuthe kunjalo wathi mntwana wam yiza nengxowa yakho sizakuqokelela imali wabaleka intombazana ukuya uthatha ingxowa yakhe waza nayo wayinika uyise Chwachi chwachi utata ukubetha igusha ngesabhokhwe sakhe zaphuma izikhunju zemali yazala ingxowa yatha yaxazuka usapho ke obeluphandle umama nabantwana abadala ababalithoba bahala nabo tata siyacela nathi tokho sixolele wavuma utata kodwa enecebo efuna ukuba fundisa isifundo wabavalele endlini wathi zebakhwaze kutu kutu shayindume abayazanga ke uba umlingo obalindeleyo ngumlingo ozakubohlwayo bakhwaze gama zwi aphezulu kutu kutu shayindume oh kwalandela izikhalo ngoba nyanike igqudu lama ngenyawo layishaya indume labetha wena mama wena tata labetha abantwana ababangevayo wena kwekwe wena ntombi bakhala bacela uxolo kutata wabo utata kodwa efa kwexesha wabaxolela walivala igqudu ngokuthi gudu gudu shayindume kodu kodu valeka lavaleka igodu baphila kamnandi emva koko kungasekho ntsokolo phela phela ngantsomi 
<laughs> that is in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> so for our listeners who don't um, comprehend Iskosa, I'm going to summarize this story for you guys in English. So basically, there was a man with a family, right? But this family was very poor. So the old man went to look for work. So as he went to look for work, he had to look for a place to stay. Definitely. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll definitely come in. So this man went to look for a job at a farm, right? But in order for the man to be able to go to work, he had to find a place to stay. So she was staying at this old lady's house who offered him, uh, you know, food and uh what is it a place and some shelter Mm. yes a place to stay so every morning wow yo there i go with my (laughs) closet every morning (laughs) the man would wake up and go to work and work and work until the boss decides you know what you've been working very hard and today is your payday so there was three paydays Or four paydays. Yeah. <laughs> four paydays. The first one, wow, um, he got um, a table that could um, cough out food. Gang food. Lots of different foods that smelled nice. And the second payment was a, a pig that could um, give out money. It's a magical sheep. <laughs> Magical sheep. Why am I saying Kusha sheep? is a sheep. Yes. Yes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, there was a magical sheep, right? That if you beat the mm. sheep, it gives you money, right? And then mm. the third yeah. payment was what was it, Ganene? It's 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 like a a cane, a magical cane that yes. will literally beat the living daylight out of someone exactly so with all these uh payments or gifts that the boss gave to the old man he always went back to the the old woman that she stayed with to kind of share with her because she felt like you know this woman is taking care of me the least i could do is also share these things that i have but then the problem is that this woman took all these gifts for herself to give this old man mm. gifts that are not the original gifts that he got from his boss. So with the last gift, yeah. the old man was very clever to kind of not say what, what the gift entailed in the sense that he told the, old, the, the woman about the gift but did not say what the gift does does right the only thing mm. that he said is that this is what you have to say and then something magical would happen would happen with the cane i get mm. the old man went to sleep that night and then the woman because she's very sneaky she went and said those magical words and i get the cane went in went in went in went in, went in <laughs> until the old man woke up 
to a man crying, crying for help. Help, help, daddy, yo, you know? And the old man went into the, the little house or a hut, as we would call it, and only to realize mm. that those, only to see his gifts that the old man had, that, that his boss had given him. So he took those gifts and went back home. So when he got home, because he had disappointed his family a couple of times by bringing gifts that did not bear anything, when he came with the right gifts, they still couldn't believe that, you know, something is going to happen. But there is one last boy, who Esona, little Esona, <laughs> little Esona, <laughs> <laughs> believed in, in the father. And, you know, she always gave her father the benefit of the doubt that even when the father came back with the real gift, he stood by his father. And he literally enjoyed the fruit of being patient with his dad and staying by the dad's side. The other siblings and the mother, Kengoku, they didn't believe. They only started believing when they saw that, like it smells nice, the house, there's food. And they also wanted a piece of the cake that they didn't believe is there. Because the father was kind of disappointed and hurt. He decided, you know what? I will use the cane as a way to teach them a lesson, but I will forgive them. And then that's where he used the cane to kind of punish them. What he go, go, cane, you know, beat, 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 beat. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then after that, you know, um, he finally forgave his family and they kind of, lived happily ever after did i do well esona i i don't have <laughs> i don't have metrics okay but esona is a bit better storyteller than me so esona you did say that <laughs> this story influenced you so much and you you didn't even realize it what what would you say um is the influence of the story on you, on your life, you know? What impact does it have on your daily life? Because here on the story time, we're all about lessons. The lessons in the story for me that I, I take quite to heart is that hard work pays off. And you may think that, you know, a few stumbling blocks or little hurdles on the way um, are signs that you should give up, but actually you should not, you know, work hard, even if people don't understand what you're working towards, work hard, even if people don't believe in you, believe in yourself and believe in your own hard work, push yourself as much as you can to work for yourself and for your family and for those that are around you. And just because, you know, People may take advantage of you at times, like that old granny, and they will steal from you. Don't get in the way of their karma coming to them by punishing them yourself. Let them be punished when it's time for them to be punished, but also be kind to them all the time. You know, Share the things that you have with the people that have helped you along your way and also help people generally. Um, I think 
those are the biggest lessons for me and to also always be supportive to people even when you feel like you don't want to or that their efforts don't seem to be giving results right away support them anyway i mean it doesn't hurt to to support someone else something that resonated with me when i was listening to you telling the story and it's something that mm. i think will stick with me for a long time is the fact that udata or the old man never gave up i think personally mm. if i was in his shoes right if i went home imagine mm. i have a job and i'm like your mama today i'm going to spoil you and i go out and my mom feels like a trolley full of things that she likes only for me to get to the till and my cut decline i'll be so embarrassed and i you know mm. i i i wouldn't want to put her through that again so i would kind of like um try and hide you know or like isolate myself but with the story i actually learned that even if things don't work out do not hide susab mm. go again yeah pick yourself up yeah. try again until you get and the right. important the mm, that's true the important thing is to don't say it's not working out it's not working out right now because it will eventually it will i think that's another important part of 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 that of that lesson mm, i guess Anna. thank you for telling us a story you are a great storyteller by the way even though <laughs> i only gave you 6 minutes so to wrap it up do i have a moment to ask you something um thank you first of all i do want to thank you again for you know this lovely opportunity to have me on on its story time um i'm very grateful for it and i appreciate someone else who seems to be taking a liking into you know um insult me something i'm i'm very passionate about um i am very curious though to know how you found yourself starting a podcast on storytelling um i heard earlier you were talking about a documentary which i think is quite phenomenal um but i really am curious to know how naledi ended up you know <laughs> starting a podcast on on something so you know not spoken enough about should i say so what 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 inspired this podcast right um i i think i also mentioned this in my trailer episode right or my intro episode so i was in the beginning of mm. the year because i'm a multimedia student right i was told to okay to kind of choose a capstone project right so with with that it means that you need to choose a main project that you're going to work on throughout the year or the term to kind of to kind of put in your portfolio at the end of the year right so me okay. and me and a colleague of mine unobate mbunzengu we because i have a background mm. of drama right i did drama but i did physical theater right so i kind of have a thing okay. for storytelling even if it's not in words 
even if it's not with the theatrics that you can give me, I do believe that storytelling is so broad that we can do it with anything and everything that we have. We can use our languages, we can use our bodies, we can use, you know, there's so many things that we can use to storytell, right? So we decided mm-hmm. because we have a background of theater and we are doing journalism, let's put the two together. Bear in mind, this is during COVID-19. So we were asking ourselves, mm. what are people doing during this COVID-19? Because families are together, you know, they are probably telling stories or they, you know, they they bonding over something. Yeah. And then we came to a conclusion that mm. let us look at people who tell stories to kids every day. That is their job, right? And then we went Skengoku and we spoke to storytellers or Madota Mshakose or, you know, these big people in the storytelling industry that I'm very um, honored to have spoke to, that we talked to and we realized that there is actually a big gap for storytelling in the media, right? The media hasn't represented storytelling in its essence to us entirely because as much as Zikona in Zomi, right? Siasbalisa in Zomi, you know, tell our kids in Zomi, our brothers, but there is no archive of it. There's no formal archive because the story that you that you have heard and the stories that I have heard are completely different. Even though they kind of teach us about the, the same things, they are not... I can't go to a book and be like, this is the Nzomi that I was told because it was not captured. It was not archived. Mm. And then, you know, a friend of mine, Unnaledi Tamaha, was like, friends, I will look at storytelling, look at folk tales because there's so much that we're missing with folk tales, you know. There is probably a folk tale that resonated with her that she felt like, you know what? I want to know where this folk tale originates from, you know? How does the how did these mm. folk tales come about? Why are they not recorded somewhere with the lessons, you know? Because when I'm telling you a story right now, you might not grasp the lesson, right? Or the impact that it has. But when you look back and you realize, you're like, oh, umakulu, okanye, your big sister was trying to relate this to me. And this is how I can, you know, apply it to my life. Mm. So this is how this podcast came about. I want us to tell stories. I want us to learn about storytelling because storytelling is such a nice thing. It's a very broad thing. It's a, it's a thing that we do every day, but we don't do it enough. We don't do it enough because Truly. we have mm. this thing of um, believing that storytelling is only that stories are only told a certain way and i hope to achieve with this podcast that we move away from that narrative and to tell stories and to educate and to teach and to learn and to unlearn because as much as i'm here to ask you questions i'm here to learn as well i'm here to learn something from you as much as you are here to learn something from me so this is this is what inspired the podcast for me personally that is that those are that's a very interesting um you know 
inspiration and and i just want to say i'm very happy to find someone doing this and your work your work is good you're doing good work and you're doing very hard work that people don't want to do and i commend you for that um and i wish you well i wish this podcast can touch a lot of people and it will because it's you know now things are easily available on the internet so yeah i'm very i'm very happy thank you so much Esona, for your time um today on its story time we learned that patience is key so this is the lesson for this episode that patience is key and see you guys our listeners in the next episode of its story time do follow Esona. Esona, plug yourself. What is your um, Instagram handle, your Facebook, <laughs> you know, your social media? <laughs> plug yourself. Um, thank you so much. Um, I'm going to say for the last time, thank you for having me. Um, I really had fun doing this. Um, you can find me on Facebook, um, Esona Madigua. That is my name on Facebook and on Instagram. I do believe my handle is Esona double underscore. That is E-S-O-N-A underscore underscore. <laughs> Nance, okay, guys, do follow Esona on her social media platforms. Do follow its story time and do keep up with our weekly updates as we are journeying through storytelling.